Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep you deserve. CBD PM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. Promo code's MBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Guys, we're here today to recap Tuesday's action across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at lockedonfantasybasketball. We're going to talk about the action from Tuesday across the league. So let's talk about that first game right now. And that first game was, in fact, the Denver Nuggets going down to the Boston Celtics, 112-99. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. He did what he could, 43-6-5 with three threes, two steals, and a block. He shot 70% from the field, 100% from the line, and was somehow a plus two in a 13-point defeat. But when you're without Paul Millsap, Will Barton, Monty Morris, and Gary Harris, and also PJ Dozier, it makes it pretty hard to win. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, played well, 25-6-6 with four threes and three steals, while Faku Kompazzo, he got his first NBA start and played 40 minutes. He had 15 points, 8 assists, 2 steals, and a block, Big Faku. Now, of course, Kampatsu may not even be on the rotation when everyone returns, but if we have all of these guys ruled out again for Wednesday, then he can become a stream option. Let's talk about Michael Porter. Now, Maga Porter only played 24 minutes. He missed all 8 of his shots. He had 7 rebounds and 3 assists, and since returning from COVID, he's been bad. Is that him? Is that an effect of covid and him struggling with conditioning. I think it's probably a bit of that. Is it a confidence issue? Is it a Malone issue? I'm not sure. But the way that he is playing gives me very, very little confidence that Porter will go and will stick in the starting lineup when Barton and Harris return. Had people asking me whether he's a drop. And honestly, over the last two weeks, you look at him as the 173rd ranked player and you'd say probably yes. I would say no to that. I am definitely holding on to Porter. It is a buy low opportunity. But it could be rough. It could be rough for the next few weeks. And he might, again, he might remain uh, on the bench as we move forward. Jermichael Green uh, played 29 minutes replacing Paul Millsap. He did nothing. Two points on seven shots. Now he can be better than this, obviously. But we've seen Jermichael Green as a starter before. And he was not an appealing 12-team league player. Back when he played for the Grizzlies, he was just not that guy. He occasionally has good games, but he's more of a 14-team league guy rather than an absolute must-roster 12-teamer. Zeke Naji went from being this guy that was just bombing in threes to having two points in 26 minutes, and that's sort of what happens when you're a rookie and not really a uh, highly talented rookie like uh, Zeke Naji is. For the Celtics, Jalen Brown, 27-5-5, and and Tatum had 21-6-8. and Big games for those guys, apart from Tatum shooting, which was rough, but at least he got to the line eight times and hit all eight of them, so that's awesome. No Daniel Tice, so the Rock DJ Robbie Williams played 20 minutes. 
He had eight points, eight boards, five steals, and 100% from the field. Now, that sort of production is 12-team worthy. With Tice out, that's why he got those minutes, but you know, otherwise he plays like 13 minutes, and it's very hard to have him as a 12-team league guy. A rough field goal night from Kemba, 17 points on, 39%, but four assists and three threes. He is not a top 100 player so far this season. I do think he can become a top 100 player, but he does not look particularly good, and he'll probably sit out Wednesday, meaning Peyton Pritchard gets another start. Pritchard dropped in seven assists with eight points in his 23 minutes, and Tom, Tristan Thompson played 28 minutes in the start, had nine points, 12 rebounds, is ranked 285th, yet he's still rostered in 20, 21% of advanced leagues, which makes absolutely zero sense. Should not be rostered in 12-team leagues at all. Get that garbage out of here! All right, let's move on to the next game. This one was an absolute ass-kicking of the highest order. The Memphis Grizzlies go down to the Pelicans. 144-113, Zion Williamson. 28 minutes, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 81 from the field, and 100 from the line. The big... Now, one thing about Zion coming into this season, we knew high usage... We knew great field goal percentage. They were, they were two big things that we knew he was going to do. But he has shown a massive ability to improve his free throws, which was the reason that if you, if you are a slave to overall rankings, when you look at his numbers, it was, he was so low because he was literally the single biggest downer in that one category because of how badly he shot it and the absolute volume that he took. So now that he's turned it around to be above average in that category, that, that's like a 50 ranking spot swing. But then on top of that, he's getting steals now. He's passing with six assists. He looks great with his passing. He is the 15th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's going to be a second round player in drafts next year, and he will be a top 10 player in two years, is my guess. He is on a massive trajectory. Brandon Ingram, 22, four and seven, two steals and a block with four threes. Great night from Ingram. While Stephen Gundy didn't make a change to his starting lineup, but Josh the Hitman Hart played 32 minutes, had 27 and nine with six threes. Now the six threes, the 63% shooting is not real from Hart. But the minutes over Eric Bledsoe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'd add Hart in 14-team leagues. I'd consider it in 12-teamers. I'd consider it. As for Bledsoe, I think I'm okay dropping him. 7-3-5 and five with two steals and a block. The two steals, the five assists, they're still pretty good. But the minutes continue to be low. While Stephen Adams had a back issue and he didn't return after playing 24 minutes. If we don't see Adams on Wednesday, of course, we're looking at Billy Hernan Gomez, who had 14-8 and eight in his 19 minutes, while Nikhil Alexander-Walker was out of the rotation again. JJ Redick and Kyra Lewis playing ahead of him. Alexander-Walker just played three minutes of garbage time in this one. For the Grizzlies, we finally got a big Jar Morant game. Didn't give us any steals and only gave us 1-3, but 28-7-8, 75% from the field, 75 from the line. No, we can't expect that because... 85% from two has absolutely no chance of being able to continue. But it was just good to see a big game. I'm selling high on Dylan Brooks. Now, Brooks has been really good. He had 24 fantasy points here, but 18, four and two, four threes, a steal, 29 minutes. But of course, no Melton, no Bain. Those guys are going to come back and take his, some of his minutes. And the same goes for Kyle Anderson, who had 19 and six. Another great game from Anderson. Um, Brandon Clark only played 16 minutes in this one. He had five fouls, so that's why the playing time was so low. While Grayson Allen had eight points in 26 minutes. I hope they go back to Bain over Allen, but I'm not convinced that they will. While it was also a bad night from Jonas Valanciunas, 10 and five in his 28 minutes. He's still a hold, but I think eventually, whenever the hell Jaron Jackson returns, which looks like all-star break at this point, um, Valanciunas is going to see a dip in his value, unfortunately for him and anyone who has him on their roster. Guys, Football's over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. 
BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Let's go next game. The Lakers beat the Wolves 112-104. Pretty competitive game. Uh, the Lakers pull away in the end, but yeah, pretty pretty good stuff from Minnesota here. There was no Anthony Davis, of course, so Montrezl Harrell played 18 minutes. Very confusing. Now, I thought that Harrell would see a bump in production, and he did because his usage was 33%. 17-6 with a steal and a block. But let's watch those minutes. He played 18 minutes. Mark Gasol played 30. Oh, hi, Mark. If that holds, that's really bad news for Harrell. Maybe that's because Frank Vogel said, well, without Anthony Davis, we need someone who can actually defend at center a lot more, and that's more minutes for Gasol. Keep an eye on that. Schroeder's going to get more usage, 33% here, 24 points, four steals and a block, so his value goes up with Davis out, while Gasol had 11 and five, three threes and two blocks. At least that's like a 16-team league, 14-team league ad to see where this goes. The future MVP started, played 26 minutes, and had seven points and four rebounds. And as I've cautioned before, he has never been a top 100 player, even when he was playing 34 minutes and getting every shot that he wanted. So expecting massive, massive things out of Kuzma, I don't think he's particularly great. He can be an ad in 12-team leagues. Everyone's running at him. Everyone has. Like, he's rostered pretty much everywhere. Um, but I don't think he's going to be that guy that's anything better than your 13th player in mo- in most cases. I thought we'd see more Taylor Horton Tucker. We didn't. He played six minutes, while Wes Matthews played 22, and Alex Caruso just 18 minutes for four points. For the Wolves, we know the news about D'Angelo Russell. I don't know where I said it, whether it was on the live stream or where it was today, but with a four- to six-week timetable, which almost definitely will be six to eight weeks, it is very hard without injured reserve, or if you've got injured reserve full, to hold on to D'Angelo Russell. Not only was he struggling already this season, but that is almost a two-month timetable you're dealing with, and I just don't think that he needs to be held on to in that case. Now, if you've got IR, of course, it's a no-brainer. You just stash in there. But that long, you've got to move on. You've also got to make sure Anthony Edwards is rostered. 50 fantasy points here. 28, 7, and 5. 5 threes, 1 steal, 2 blocks. You know what I'm going to say. The shooting maybe isn't sustainable. 50% from 3 definitely isn't. But what I like is him getting 2 blocks, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. That is what you need to do. Because he's going to have nights where he's going to be horribly inefficient. But being horribly inefficient while still bringing other stats is what makes you a good fantasy player. He is a must-roster player. Carl Towns, comically low usage, but 15-6-4. While Jordy McLaughlin, 20 minutes off the bench, 13 points, 4 assists, 2 steals, and 3 threes. Now, I don't think Ryan Saunders will have the balls to start him over Ricky Rubio, but I could argue that maybe he should. And in deeper leagues, I'm adding McLaughlin. As for Ravishing Rick, where's my button? 13, 4, and 8 in 29 minutes. He's going to hurt your field goal percentage for sure, but his ability to get assists and his ability to get steals makes him at least a 12-team streamer. While it was a bad night from Malik Beasley, don't worry about this too much. 11 points on 27% shooting. Rough, rough night there. Drop Naz Reed while Jared Vanderbilt played 29 minutes. Only four points for Jazz, but uh, 13 boards and two steals is why he has value, and those minutes pushing way up is super intriguing. I'd add him in 14-team leagues, and I might even consider him in 12-teamers, just with the way those minutes are trending. Only 18 minutes for McDaniels, but he had two blocks in that time. I thought we'd see a little bit more from him, to be honest. Um, let's go on to the next game. 
The Portland Trailblazers, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 115, Portland, 104, OKC. Lillard was great, 31, 7, and 10 with two steals. He's been playing unbelievably. That's 57 fantasy points as well for Lillard here. But what about Bob Covington? Now, he only shot 29% for six points, but two threes, nine boards, five assists, and six blocks. He is now the 52nd ranked player over the last two weeks and the 90th ranked player this season. It's been rough. From Covington. It is helpful that there was only one center, and that was Ennis Cantor, so he got to play minutes at center, helping his block numbers and the fact that so many guys are out, but you know, he's a guy that we must roster, and then we'll see what happens later on. Gary Trent, 19 minutes for Gaza. Nice, Gary! Three threes, four assists, two steals, big night for him, continues to be a good player, How and his minutes, how they're going to look when everyone returns, still up in the air. While Anthony Simons, only 18 minutes, fouled out, but had 15 points with five threes. He is playing at a really impressive level at the moment and absolutely just a name to watch. Ennis Cantor played 34 minutes, uh, 33 minutes, sorry, only eight points, but 21 boards with 20% shooting somehow while Carmelo Anthony tried to do better. And he did marginally better, 29%. 10 points in 27 minutes. Keep an eye on Nasir Little because without Harry Giles, they didn't have another center. So we had Covington playing backup center at times. But Nasir Little got into the mix, 17 minutes, 13 points, three threes. The game before he got injured, he played well also. Maybe he could force his way into the rotation, maybe at the expense of Derek Jones, who had 13-7 and seven with a block. But he's just a name to watch at this point. The Thunder, they get back Theo Maladon, who played 28 minutes. Now, he only had seven points on seven shots. That's pretty bad. Three assists is not great. One steal is all right. I like the fact that he was straight in and played 28 minutes. It is a slow burn with Maladon. I'd like to hold him, caress him, give him a cuddle, sniff his neck, you know, all the usual stuff you do with people that are on your fantasy teams. I'd like to give him two weeks to see exactly how he settles into this role, and then I'd move on. But I just want to see what happens over these two weeks. That's why I've got him as an ad. Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. 27, uh, 37 minutes. 23.6 rebounds, three assists, insanely high usage. We know he is up and down. He is just a 14 to 16 team league guy, though. Well, Darius Baisley, another good game. 14, 6 and 6 and a triple one. Unfortunately, he shot 25% from the field. This could have been an absolute monster. Now, he's still struggling. And how you deal with field goal percentage in your league is going to be a big determinant as to whether he is must roster for you. I think in most cases, you do hold him. But he is, admittedly, at the back end of your roster. In a lot of cases, that can be moved on from. Only 24 minutes, not only, a big 24 minutes from Isaiah Roby, playing next to Al Horford, 11 and 10 for Roby, who's going to have a big stream role for Wednesday with Horford likely sitting while MC Hamadou Diallo played 31 minutes, 17 and 4, some pretty rough free throws there, but until Shea returns, Diallo is someone that we at least hold on to and then see what happens. But when everyone's healthy, I do not see uh, Diallo as a 12-team league guy. And Kenrich Williams had eight rebounds in his 20 minutes with only three points, not someone, again, that I'd be getting super excited about. Guys, Built Bar is back. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. Protein, protein, that's the word. Best tasting protein bar ever. Six brand spanking new flavors from Built Bar. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake and apple almond crisp. And there are 12 original flavors as well, which include old classics like banana bread, mint brownie and salted caramel. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And they're great if you're looking to lose or to maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber. And for example, cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein with only 130 calories and just four grams of sugar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Next game, the Raptors. 
beat the Milwaukee Bucks 124-113. He was back. The Jedi, Urge Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. OG Ananobi returned to the lineup. Now, he was somewhat limited in his minutes. Just 27 of them, 13 and 7 to steal, a block and two threes. He looked pretty good out there. And they went small. They started Pascal Siakam at center, who had 23, 13 and 6, and moved Aaron Baines to the bench. Not often you see a center unless it's Andre Drummond, shoot 35%, but that's what Siakam did. Now, I thought I could try and figure out what Nick Nurse does with Chris Boucher. Hey, it might be tough against the big bodies of Giannis and Brook Lopez, and maybe he plays like 18 minutes, 20 minutes, like he did last time against Milwaukee. No. He played 30 minutes, had 14 points, four threes, six rebounds, and five blocks. I've given up. I have no idea. I know it's going to be a roller coaster with Boucher. I know he's a must-roster player, but me being able to tell you on a day-by-day basis how he's going to go, I have zero idea. Van Vliet played 39 minutes, had 33, 4, and 7 with two steals, while Kyle Lowry only played 22 minutes, and before that, he was awesome. 18, 6, and 6 with two steals, but hurt his ankle, twisted it like three times, and you'd have to imagine maybe a game or two off there. Now, Norm Powell in the starting lineup took seven shots. That's a 14% usage. He still hit them well, 11, 3, and 3. He might get a bit of a reprieve in terms of boosting that usage up if Lowry is out, but if he has to he has to coexist in that starting lineup, which might not be an every night thing anyway, his value is going to dip. He's someone to hold for now, and then just to see exactly what goes on with that lineup, with his play, and with his peck shot, his position in the pecking order. Aaron Baines to the bench, 18 minutes, four points for him. Um, yeah, we're talking the very, very deepest of deep leagues. For the Bucks, the big fella, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, 34, 10, and 8, five steals and two blocks. He is absolutely rogering people at the moment, putting up some massive numbers. While the other star on this team, Pat Connaughton, had 20 points in 31 minutes with three blocks. Do not do anything with Pat Connaughton. This is a fluky performance. Read something at The Athletic from Eric Name about the Bucks changing their defensive system a bit, more switching, less drop, meaning that's a little bit harder for Brook Lopez. And we're seeing that play out. Nine and five in 29 minutes, no blocks, 172nd ranked player over the last two weeks. At this point, it is really tough to consider him a must-hold. I probably will. Not in points leagues. I'd be okay moving on. But in category leagues, I probably would. But I can understand why you wouldn't. But it's also part of the reason why Bobby Portis is getting more minutes. 16-6 and six for Punch Bob. Another high usage, high efficiency performance with two threes, 64% shooting. He just is what he is. A 12-team league guy, and it is honestly amazing. 11 points for Chris Middleton in 38 minutes, while Bryn Forbes dropped in 11 with three threes. He is a three-point streamer. He is nothing more. Please get that through your head. While Dante DiVincenzo had 12, 3, and 8, not a good shooting night for the Big Ragu, but otherwise a pretty solid performance overall. All right, so on to the last game of the night. What a crazy game this was. The Suns, I can't believe they lost this game. The Nets win at 128-124. The Suns were rolling. They were up by 20 points, and then James Harden happened, basically, and he attacked DeAndre Ayton repeatedly, and Devin Booker had some stinking moments down the end, and the Suns uh, choked away a game they they should have won. The Nets were without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, so James Harden just said, fine, that's all right. 38, 7, and 11, five triples, 64% shooting, 100% from the line. He was massive. Joe Harris chipped in 22 points with four threes. How about Tyler Johnson, though? 32 minutes, 17 points, five triples out of nowhere. He'd started to play okay, but this is one of those games where you look at it and go, oh, shit, Tyler Johnson, and then go, of course, it has to be a revenge game. 
Um, and then you realize that you don't have to do anything with him in fantasy and he'll just go back to uh, running off the bench. Landry Shamet, another interesting game, 13 points in 28 minutes, but the extra minutes for guys like Shamet and Johnson are coming because Durant and Irving are out. 28 minutes for DeAndre Jordan, 9 and 6. I will continue to maintain he is not a must-roster player. He can help you in field goal percentage, sure, um, but everything else is sort of you know, take it or leave it, while the Shark, Bruce Brown, he really did struggle again. Baby Shark, just two points, but a steal and a block with the three assists. So I guess some peripheral value there. And Jeff Green had a bit of an injury to his chest, sat out the entire third quarter, but came back, played 18, uh, had 18 points in 25 minutes with eight rebounds. For the Suns, Chris Paul was amazing. 24, 4, and 7 with four threes, while Aiton had 16 and 9. And of course, he got to the line once, as did Chris Paul. While uh, they made that starting lineup change, remember I did that talk or talk, rant, complaint, whatever about Frank Kaminsky? Frank Kaminsky went from starting to out of the rotation, and all is right with the world. Jay Crowder started. He had 15 and 7 in 31 minutes with three threes, a steal, and a block. Crowder, yeah, maybe pushing into 12-team league value. I wouldn't want to trust him, and I think his spot is going to be more valuable to you if you stream it. But in 14-team leagues, at least have a look. Seven assists for Devin Booker, so that's encouraging. Again, he had some real weird moments down the end of this game, but 22 points in 36 minutes. While McCall Bridges had 10 points in 38, he had a steal, he had a block, he had two threes. So just nice across-the-board production. Dario Saric, I wouldn't bother with him in 12-teamers. Eight points in 13 minutes. Campaign had nine points with four assists, and Cam Johnson had seven points in 18 minutes. And that wraps up all of the action across here from Tuesday. Let's have a look at the top ads and drops over the last 24 hours. A lot of people are pretty disappointed with adding Justin Jackson, 36% increase in his roster percentage. I told you he's not good. You can go ahead and drop him. Marcus Morris up 26% with Batum out and George out. Morris is going to have some short-term value. And then, of course, Big Deke Energy. Sadiq Bay up 24%. I think a lot of people will be a bit disappointed with Bay, to be honest. I'm not sure he's that good to necessis- necessitate this level of uh, activity. But still, he's worth the add to see where it goes. Lou Dort up 20%. I'm guessing that's part of it because of the back-to-back. But Dort, I don't believe, is a reliable 12-team league guy long-term. And Kuzma up 16%. Much like Bay, take a flyer, see where it goes, and probably be disappointed in the end. In terms of drops, Paul Millsap down 15%. Surprised he was rostered in that many leagues. Alex Len down 13 That's a strong move to drop him. Naz Reed down 11 Absolutely makes sense. Blake Griffin down 11 He's been a drop for a very long time. And Alec Burks down down 9%. Yep, you should have made that call about a week ago on Alec Burks as well. The monstrous line of the night is... Nikola Jokic had 43 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, 81% true shooting, a perfect 8 of 8 from the line. He was really bloody good. It wasn't enough to get him over the or get his team over the line. He did what he could. He was a plus two in his time, but just couldn't get him over the line. Number one for the season in fantasy leagues, number four over the last two weeks. He's been ridiculously good. I'm not really sure what more I need to say about Big Chungus. And then we look at the rookie of the night. It is Anthony Edwards, who had 28, 7 and 5, 5 threes, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Edwards is the 100th ranked player over the last two weeks. He should be rostered in all leagues. We have seen his usage go up, but more importantly, he's starting to bring other things like assists, and his block numbers have actually gone up too, which is impressive. And we've seen the minutes start to improve also. He's at only 28 for the year, but 32 over the last two weeks. And with D'Angelo Russell now sidelined for quite a length of time, Edwards should establish himself as that third player in the offensive hierarchy, although maybe it's the second spot because the Timberwolves decide that their best offensive player, Carl Anthony Towns, is not someone who deserves to touch the 
the ball as much as these other guys. Let's look at the top 10 guys under 50%. Number one is Pat Connaughton. You can ignore that pretty easily. Number two is uh, the Rock DJ, Rob Williams. Now, we look at that. If Daniel Tice is out, then Williams maybe can be a short-term ad. Number three is Crowder, as I already mentioned, a 14-team league guy. And I think the same goes for number four, Lou Dort. Five is Faku Kompazzo, who put up big numbers because Morris, uh, Barton, and Harris were all out. So don't react too much there. Number six is Billy Hernan Gomez. Keep an eye on Stephen Adams' back. Number seven is Mark Gasol, who played big minutes for the Lakers today with Anthony Davis out. Let's see if that's a trend. Eight is Tyler Johnson. Nine is Anthony Simons, who has some deep league value. And number 10, much like number eight, uh, Tyler Johnson, number 10 is Landry Shamet, guys, who are you know taking up the advantage of having Kyrie and KD out, and that won't do anything for them in the future. Let's go and have a look at Wednesday's slate now, 10 games, and uh, we'll have a bit of a preview of it. All right, so let's have a quick look at this uh, 10-game slate now in the NBA. Three games postponed and one game rescheduled. So we've got the Bulls and the Pistons back on the slate after their, both their individual games were postponed. Um, let's look at the Knicks and the Magic first off. The Magic, Cole Anthony out with his uh, fractured rib. Ivan Fournier is questionable for this one. So is James Ennis. So those guys being out is going to give more boost to guys like Dwayne Bacon, Terrence Ross, and Michael Carter-Williams, of course. The Hawks and the Celtics to back-to-back for Boston, so Kemba Walker is not expected to play. Well, Daniel Tice missed on Tuesday, so pay attention to that because that gives more minutes to Rob Williams and Tristan Thompson. The Rockets and the Sixers, Joel Embiid should return, while for the Rockets, Victor Oladipo is uh, doubtful, as is Eric Gordon. For the Pacers, Doug McDermott is questionable after missing the last game, while the Timberwolves, of course, will be without D'Angelo Russell and dealing with his knee surgery. Um, the Denver Nuggets, oh, sorry, the Pistons and the Bulls. Now, this game is not on the slate on Fangio, just at this point, it's not on the main slate, so be aware of that, this Pistons and Bulls game. Um, Injury-wise, there's no Otto Porter or Larry Markinen for Chicago. Denver and Washington, it is a back-to-back for the Nuggets. They were without Gary Harris and uh, Will Barton and Monty Morris. All those guys could return in this one. For the Blazers and the Pelicans, no injury concerns outside of Stephen Adams for the Pelicans, who did have some back issues and wasn't able to return to the game. Um, so keep an eye on that. It is a back-to-back. I'd be pretty surprised to see him play. So maybe you can have a look at someone like a Bill Hernan Gomez in that type of uh, in that type of scenario. The Thunder and the Grizzlies back-to-back for the Thunder. So Al Horford will be out. Look for Isaiah Roby and to a lesser extent Mike Muscala. While for the Grizzlies, we don't know about Melton and Bain. We can rule out Winslow and Jackson pretty comfortably. The Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors, no Dragic, no Wiseman, no Looney in this matchup. And then the Jazz and the Clippers. Mike Conley could be back. He's questionable. And Kawhi Leonard is also questionable. But Paul George and Nick Batum will both be sidelined for the Los Angeles Clippers. Some early value plays here. I think Carter Williams we have to look at. Peyton Pritchard at 3,900. We've got to look at Jared Vanderbilt, Billy Hernan Gomez, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Ja Morant perhaps. Um, Maybe we go back to the Michael Porter well. I'm not feeling too confident with that. Uh, Malik Beasley, David Nwaba, John Wall is a pretty good option. We don't know whether Shea Gildas-Alexander is going to play. I should have mentioned that earlier as well. Um, Yeah, Embiid, I think, is going to have a real field day against this Rockets team as well. Guys... 
That'll do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow, an injury update mini show, a pregame show, a what to watch for show, and of course, the recap show after Wednesday's games. There is also a 2K21 rebuild video that should be out or will be out in about six to seven hours time after this. So check that out over on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.